the city The way I feel is a doggone pity Teardrops falling down a mountainside Many times I've been here, many times I've cried We used to be so happy when we were in love High on a mountain of love Night after night I've been standing here alone Weeping my heart out till cold gray dawn Praying that you're lonely and you come here too Hoping just by chance that I get a glimpse of you Trying hard to find you somewhere I love High on a mountain of love A mountain of love, a mountain of love You should be ashamed For me and people Somewhere there's a church With a big cross people Inside a church There's an altar filled with flowers Wedding bells are ringing And there should have been hours That's why I'm so lonely My dreams gone above High on a mountain above CITR 101.9 FM Ink Studs. I'm here with Jaime, and we are talking about, I guess, uh, what's a good way to put it, the latest issue? Love and Rockets Volume 3, Love and Rockets Annual. Uh, Love and Rockets New Stories Number 1. New Stories Number 1. The third volume of the Love and Rockets series. <laughs> the ongoing saga of yes. two brothers and characters that drive them wild or drive there them crazy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, Mario's in this one, too. Yeah. Briefly. Yeah. The fun little story and stuff. So, you're all back together. Okay, so I guess uh, first we'll talk about the story. And I meant to grab one for the photographs so I could reference the the story you're doing. It. The first thing that I kind of like thought when reading it, it's kind of a return to a bit of your early stuff. Like it has that kind of like fun sci-fi. Well, it's superhero, but it's like you know a lot in between of the drama and the interpersonal relationships but this is just like out there yeah. fun is that yeah. what was the the change in um uh, this story the Thai Girls Adventures uh, story uh, it it was originally going to be a side project I was going to just see who would want to print a, sh- a mini series about 
superheroes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not my way, you know. And uh, and by the time it uh, it came to do this new Love and Rockets, I was kind of stumped for something new, and I thought, well, I've got this already mostly laid out, <laughs> you know. So. Um, so yeah, it's, it's basically my my take on superheroes. My uh, how how I think superheroes should be. Uh, I it it was kind of also my answer how a lot of superhero comics are are sold to to make you believe it's something more than superheroes. Yeah, know? and I go, but it's superheroes, you know, and and I think that's fine. It's superheroes. Superheroes are fine, but I I believe superheroes should be left in their world. They shouldn't try to have them save nine eleven. Yeah, know? or hang out with Obama. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or yeah, or or try to solve uh, real world problems because when you go outside after you read it, the world problems are still there. <laughs> you know, things like that. You it know, like plays with your level like, of disbelief. Why doesn't Superman? Uh, you know really save the world well he can't of course because it's it's still there you know and and you've gi- and they've given us all the excuses for it but he still can't well he can save an imaginary world you know and that's fine you know and that's just that's my belief and that's why I did the tie girl story because I just loved the no boundaries mm-hmm. part of it you know and and you know, if the char- if I needed the character to shoot electricity from their fingers, I didn't have to explain a damn thing. <laughs> you know, and I think that's the way superheroes work best. You know, it's it's kind of like uh, in I remember in uh, the second Superman movie, the Chris Reeve one, where um, Superman has the power to he kisses Lois Lane, and then she forgets everything that happened before. Well, I had heard that that got criticism because Superman doesn't do that. But I thought that was the best part of the movie. That Superman, Superman can do what he Superman wants. Super, yeah. And that's and that's his thing. He he has he has a new surprise every time. Yeah. And I just thought that was really cool. I just loved that limitless thing. The yeah, he's Superman, man. He can do he can do it. It's funny that you're talking about the superheroes and this kind of otherworldliness and kind of, you know, it's not our reality but most of your stuff is very real and very humanistic and then you've chosen to kind of put it excuse the phrase in continuity right yeah Um, because at the same time when I was my plan was to make superheroes how I wanted them um, was also I was I was really getting into the little hints I was dropping with Maggie and her neighbor Mm -hmm. and I remember that in the Alarma in the previous stories where there's like the subtle hint. Yeah, and, and Maggie started to believe that, that I've got a superhero living secretly in my apartment, you know, and I just thought that would be great to play play with. So that kind of brought Maggie's world into it, yet you, you, realize, you find out that it's actually Maggie's in their world, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a rever- reverse now, you know, by the, by this time. So, uh, you know, I'm just having fun, fun Any with it, and, and over the top as always. Yeah, and and ha- yeah, you know, bringing back all the old superhero stuff that I did way back, and all bringing it together to make sense. You know, all those hints I was dropping for years, and so 
course I'm having fun with it and and knowing that you you read a penny century way back in issue one you know wanting to be a superhero you know it all fits in and I think it just helps uh, makes the story rich it's neat too because it's kind of like a Midas type thing too because she wants all these superpowers and well what happens yeah of course of course she's gonna mess it up (laughs) (laughs) you know I wouldn't have it any other way (laughs) oh poor Penny Um, with Maggie and maybe I'm just kind of throwing way too much thought into this it's interesting that the comic collection that's more of a newer thing in her in her story the comic collecting part if I'm remembering right yeah and is that kind of reflecting her own kind of where she's at in her life like um no it was it was just the more the older I get the more I'm not afraid to put the superhero the the comic fan thing in it I kind of avoided it for uh, for a long time just to keep just to keep it separate and yeah I don't know why it just it was just something I wanted to keep just away from but you know back in issue three Maggie talked talked about being depressed so she went and read her uh, favorite stack of old comic books that someone gave her once you know so that, there was a hint that she liked comics and I would touch on it through the years that that uh, you know she was uh, you know that she was a comic fan but and and it wasn't till till recent that I wanted to explore that and because I it it, it, it fit in with it fit in with Ray getting back to her because I needed Ray and her to meet up again, but I just didn't want it coincidentally on the street. You yeah. know, like, oh, hi. Well, that was convenient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I tried to think of a clever way, and I thought, well, they were both comic fans together when they lived together. That was that was something yeah. that was really fun for them to go to comic conventions, buy everything out of the quarter box, and go home and read them. You know, I and just to make something that they shared so I could bring them back to share it again. I almost feel like the uh, the comics fill up a, kind of a gap in her life now. Like that's because I mean she's at that age. She's like in her forties, no kids. Yeah, no kids, and she's kind of uh, at another crossroads, and yeah. she's she always needs her uh, her fix <laughs> to keep her yeah. going. You know, so yeah, you know, it's it's Maggie. You know. I'll, <laughs> it's sad, but I'll I'll never let her relax. <laughs> you know, as long as it does. she's she's too easy. You know, a target. Poor thing. <laughs> yeah, I just gets beaten down. Yeah, my wife even um, gave me some criticism. And goes, if you put Maggie through one more bad bad time, I'm gonna stop reading your comic. <laughs> It's like, yes, dear. You know, <laughs> the idea is behind the artist and what holds them back. <laughs> exactly. Um, since we're at a comic convention, it's going to throw. Actually, I'm going to one thing, a kind of context in reading that of my own kind of looking at other superheroes. It's like, kind of felt like it was like your take on the Phoenix saga. You know, some someone had asked me also if it was my take on the, on. The, that new uh, one, what crisis? Something. Wait, 
right now Marvel and DC are going through their big crisis. They do comments. it annually, I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And someone said that if that was my answer to it, and I go, no, it's just it's just my answer to the, the business more. Yeah, more. You know, the, well, I kind of felt like Fien- the, the Dark Phoenix site was. I'm presuming you may have read it. Back you know, in the day. I think that was when was I stopped after. reading uh, because uh, partly because um, uh, our distribution was bad in our hometown mm-hmm. that you know we were living in at the time. Because I remember when the, the big Jean Grey dies issue, you know, we wanted to read it and it was <laughs> and it was it, it didn't come. You know, yeah. out of all the X Men comics that were on the stands, uh, that one didn't come to our. That was right about when you started doing comics, too, wasn't that? And, yeah, it was about the time we were starting to want to do our own thing. So the Marvel thing started to fade. Um, With talking about comics, we're at a comic convention. Um, What kind of uh, stuff do you hunt out and really enjoy finding? I like like looking for the junky uh, 60s, uh, 50s, 60s comics that nobody wants hopefully nobody wants but apparently there are a lot of people now who, who are looking for those you know I could, tell by the, I could <laughs> tell by the prices you know <laughs> when I get to them um, but uh, yeah just something because uh, I've collected most most of the comics through the years that, that I really wanted mm-hmm. uh, and and um, now I'm I'm looking for things to fill in fill my uh, how should I say my junk box my my miscellaneous everyone's got their list but yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and I just because I just love to open up the box and go what is this oh the little snowman you know just some quirky comic odd like Charlton type yeah thing. yeah and and just like like boy these kind comics you know existed while while the Fantastic Four and Spider Man were there. You know, we're knocking down walls. You know, and, and so it's 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 very interesting being to to look for that stuff that was happening when Marvel was taking over the world. You know, that kind of thing. You know. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got the well. Actually, first of all, we'll talk about Love and Rockets, and then I've got a question about the the big book that's coming out from okay. Abrams. The, uh, um, what uh, are you going to be continuing the story in the the next annual? Oh, in the, yeah, yeah, the um, new stories. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm finishing it. You know, it's it's got it has to come to an end because I can't I can't I can't make them wait another year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for the, <laughs> for the final chapter. So I'm I'm wrapping it up, but there are there are. Uh, some loose ends that I want to fill in, and I suppose I'm going to have to do them later in the collection. One thing I was wondering about when I read that, um, the first one, is like before with doing issues, you got I'm presuming you both would just do your stories and kind of put out chunks as the story's going. And I kind of felt like reading that one, it's like your brother's stuff was like it's all the fun, experimental stuff, and he thought it's just loving what he's doing. And I mean, he's at the top of his game right now. It's really incredible, the stuff he's putting out. Um, but I'm wondering how that format is limiting what you're doing, because you know, well, okay, this year I kind of have an expectation of this many pages, so this is the story I'm going to do. Yeah, it's... Um, 
it, it is definitely a learning experience doing uh, one uh, a year's work a year's worth of work in in one chunk you yeah. know because I can't leave any loose ends uh, it has, I have to have it all complete before I could leave things open and get back to them later um, I know that readers will only wait so long <laughs> you know before they give up I mean I know that's that has happened in the past when I've when I've had continuing long continuing stories I've seen the sales you know after a while <laughs> you know and so uh, yeah I had to think of, of giving you something complete or at least mostly complete you know I mean yes I did continue this this um, but it, the story this like, current story it was two distinct chapters I yeah. didn't feel like I was like come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so uh you know, um, so it's something I have to think about. Think, I think uh, more stuff with more closure. You know, uh, you know, it's it's something I'm not used to. So, so it, it, it's it's kind of fun uh, that that I still am learning things. You know, I'm still I'm not so set in my ways of, of telling my stories. You know, that I thought I was. You know, so that must be interesting too. Like. I mean, yeah, pushing yourself in kind of a different direction. And yeah. Kind of that can kind of like, if you're feeling a sense of monotony, that kind of pushes. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, I'm ba- I'm basically get, making myself get off my ass. Um, <laughs> it's like um, and getting to work and really working. You know, so. Yeah. And it, it's and a lot of it's fun. You know, the discovery. This. I'm curious talking about getting off your ass, getting to work. Um, is process of putting together say like a story like what are like because your page is like immaculate like clean black goodness and how do you go about like what is like the process like your thumbnailing stuff if you can encapsulate yeah. that <laughs> um, it's, it's it's different for different uh, different scenes you know um, sometimes I will have the exact images in my head and I'll just put them down on the page and it'll some, sometimes it'll come out just how I pictured it sometimes it won't but that's okay too um, but uh, sometimes things are left open that that the the page doesn't become complete till it's till I'm putting the last splash of ink on it you know uh, it's almost like I won't know what it's going to look like till till it's finished you know sometimes it's that way you know, so um, you know, it keeps me interested that that I'm constantly having to surprise myself. <laughs> well, I yeah. remember when, when we talked before. One thing I, that kind of really stuck with me, and it's rare things actually stick with me in interviews. I forget everything most of the time. Is that you? T- you're talking about how the characters kind of wrote themselves, and kind of they they were kind of an entity into themselves, and kind of pushed your story through, and. Do you find that with like you have an intention with with what you're drawing? You're saying how sometimes it's not you don't really have it finished till it's finished, finished. And then do you find like you're doing a page and realizing that's not where it's going? Yeah, uh, sometimes it'll go someplace I didn't want it to, you know. And sometimes I have to stop and and rethink it, you know. Sometimes I go, oh, good, this works even better, <laughs> you know. You know, it's it's. I mean, you know, of course it's me writing it, but 
you know, the characters overwhelm me, you know, so it it really feels like they're writing it. And and sometimes I have to tell them, well, no, we're going to do it this way. And they go kicking and screaming, and I go, hey, that makes good comics, hey. <laughs> you know, you know, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's strange, but it works, and I'm not going to... Uh, I'm yeah. not going to worry about it <laughs> if it works, you know. What are some of your uh, favorite uh, inking tools? I still I still use uh, the nib, the same nib that I that I started out with from the very first really? issue. Yeah, I uh, it was one of those things where you bought a. I wanted to learn to ink because that's what the pros do, you yeah. know? <laughs> and so I went to the store, art store and I bought the pack of, the, of speedball ink with different nibs you know and there was one croquel type nib in there because I the other ones were too thick they were for calligraphy or whatever and so I, I just used that one and I started to teach myself how to make a line without smudging it <laughs> right away you know so it, it was a and the, the nib was a, a, a hunt Hunt uh, twenty-two, uh, ultra, ultra fine or something like that, you know, and and it's a really, it's a really uh, tough nib that, that that makes really thin lines at first, till it till it starts getting used to my hand and they and gets the right and it starts to get it starts to yeah wear down and uh, pretty soon I'm be I'm able to make the strokes I want. You know, because your early stuff, the lines are a lot finer and a lot thinner, and yeah, the more if, recent if stuff. You, it's if you'll notice uh, when if I, if uh, I'll have an issue where the the line is very fine, and as and for the, over the next uh, eight or ten issues, it gets thicker and thicker. It's because <laughs> I'm using the same nib. How long know? do they last you? Sometimes like ten issues. Uh, it depends. Uh, sometimes they'll wear out faster because I was doing a really hectic scene with a lot of cross-hatching or something, you know. And uh, and sometimes sometimes it's just that the the newer the newer the older I get, the art materials are getting cheaper. Yeah. So I, I have actually had trouble with uh, that same nib of late because it's it. They work differently, you know. I'll say They're I don't like the, the way this one this one works, right. and I'll put another one in, and I'll go. This one, what's this one doing? You know, it's it's really strange. You're and gonna find a dusty old shop somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and and so it's it's been kind of frustrating actually, because uh, like my my store ran out of the kind of ink I used. I bought another kind. I didn't like it because it bled on the paper for some reason. You know, I go, how could ink have a personality of its own, you know? And so I got another another kind of ink, and this kind of ink doesn't dry as fast, so... So, so you've got to be really yeah, slow. Yeah, and, I'm, and I'm, it's kind of driving me crazy because the, the, the materials I've been using for almost 30 years are starting to mess <laughs> with me, you know, and I'm having to rethink the way I work, you know, and... And so, uh, you know, I've been going through that. And Does that change the way you draw? Um, like, did, are, are you still going to have that same image? or 
I would, I would, would say it, 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 it uh, changes timing and, and priorities. Like, well, okay, if I ink this, I have to leave it alone and I have to start writing this. Or I have to, or I have to uh, you know, work on something else till it dries. Or, you know, yeah. something like that. So it kind of messes the flow of my work. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's it's I have to constantly reteach myself <laughs> how to go about this thing, you know. So uh, I guess it, that's, that's good. interesting, though, because like it would it will change your approach then, because then you will start focusing on different parts within what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, it's just the the only problem is is being old and set in my ways, where it it screws me up and and it frustrates me and I, I like oh no this is going to change the the way my work is oh my god you know it's going to ruin it you know things like that you know but um, I don't know I'm just, just trying to get along here <laughs> <laughs> I'll make do <laughs> um, now you've got this art book coming out from Abrams I guess in July I think June or July yeah last I heard it was June but yeah, and we haven't done many edits, so so it's going to be probably later. Yeah, it sounds incredible because I mean, it's your work designed by Jordan Crane <laughs> and yeah. edited by yeah yeah it's a it, and it's a yeah done by uh, Todd Hignite yeah and, and uh, that in the studio book is just that's like a textbook in understanding comic art right <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's good he's good and uh he uh, approached me for this book and you know i said sure you know and yeah. and but i was kind of nervous because like what do, what do i uh what do you, you know <laughs> I, yeah yeah the, all this all this stuff is not for me to say i can't say it's a wonderful book it's about me you know? <laughs> of know? course it's great <laughs> you know i can say that they're doing a great job on it but you know i can't talk about the subject <laughs> but know? how about the content like what do you know what to expect like what kind of yeah, stuff are you i've seen i've seen uh, work in, the stuff in it i've read his uh, transcript you know and stuff like that and it's it's like I said, it's very flattering. I mean, what can I say beyond that? You know, because it's just, it's glorifying me. You know, and so I shut my mouth. <laughs> you know. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because, like, the comic art is just an incredible magazine. Like, yeah, yeah. The stuff that he's doing. Yeah. That, and like, and, the, and a, a, a really, uh, another thing I like liked about being interviewed for it was um, he really he really understood a lot of a lot of personal things I was putting into it, my childhood my whole childhood putting into the comics and and my just my approach and how I live my normal life and I do my comics you know he really he really captured kind of understanding the balance between the yeah, two and how it that because because the comic the, the the work is so personal to me yeah of course my my life is a big part of it my life outside doing comics is a big part of me doing my comics and he tapped into that pretty well and so I, I'm really happy about that I'm excited I'm looking forward to it now the last thing we'll kind of wrap up I guess with is um, the Kramer's piece um, 
Tell me about that. That's a, another kind of departure to other characters. I don't think they appeared in anything, have they? I can't no, remember. no, this was all, all new characters. They were characters I was planning to use in the future, maybe in Love and Rockets or something, but it came up when they wanted me to do this uh, this page, or should I say <laughs> 20 pages in one page. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and uh, so, you know, I, I put that together, used use these particular characters that I will have them return, maybe in Love and Rockets, maybe not. But, um, yeah, it was, this was another learning experience thing because uh, I felt so old doing this because I was the old guy. I'm the old guy now. You know? <laughs> and, and a lot of these cartoonists who have, who have cha- almost changed the rules of alternative comics mm-hmm. were working in this. And and I just felt so, so like old school, you know, the old guard. And we'll and say I that. and I, yeah, and I was I, I was a little intimidated because I use I use an adopted 50s 60s approach to, mm-hmm. to my comics, you know, and and so uh, you know, in the end, of course, I said, well, they asked me, so I'm going to do what I do, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you want and, my comic? There yeah, you go. <laughs> yeah, and and but but. I admit, I was like, I was like, I'm up against all this new guard, this this new people who've, who've uh, like, like changed the way narrative is told in the alternative world and things like that. You know, so, so it was kind of something to think about, you know, as I was doing it. In the end, I just said, eh, <laughs> I'll just do what I do. <laughs> it seemed like you had fun with it. Like yeah. that strip was like it was just it was a fun strip. It wasn't like trying to be like you know Chris Ware's piece, which is like this. Yeah, that was one thing uh, that I that I've learned um, is not to compete. You know, try to or try to play their game. You know, just do what I do. You know, um, it's it's a uh, it's you know it's like I was saying. You know, if you want. If they ask me, then they want what I do. Yeah. And that's the fun thing is because there'll be stuff like yours and like Gabrielle Bell's and that where it's very like people being people interacting. Yeah. And then there'll be something like CF's piece, which is just this otherworldly yeah. mindscape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I thought, I thought it all worked good together. You know, it was a real anthology of different approaches. You know. So, yeah, it was fun. And... And and I was I was also I was glad I was asked to be part of this of the this new world you know this, this new table yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it's a, it's a pretty piece I you know I guess the best description of anthologies is they're only as good as their weakest stuff because like really when you get an anthology you know they'll be like oh there's three pages by this guy I love and then there's a whole lot of nothing. I hope right. that's reprinted somewhere. And that one, it's a, it's a strong piece. Sammy did some great work. Thank you. Well, well, thank you so much for joining me today. And um, I guess we'll have fun tonight at the, the store. Yay! Yay! Comics win again. <laughs> Yay, Team Comics. Savior in 
Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night Praise the Lord, I saw the light I saw the light, I saw the light No more darkness, no more night Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside Praise the Lord, I saw the light Just like a blind man, I wondered along Worries and fears I claimed for my own Then like the blind man, God gave back his sight Praise the Lord, I saw the light I saw the light, I saw the light No more darkness, no more night Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside Praise the Lord, I saw the light Wonder and stray, for straight is the gate and narrows the way. Now I have traded the wrong for the right. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. I saw the light, I saw the light. No more darkness, no more night. Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside Praise the Lord, I saw the light